everyone, Steven Jensen and Brad Peterson here. I hope y'all can hear me. I hope y'all can see us. I hope you can hear Brad. Let us know in the chat if there's any audio, visuals, anything we need to fix during the show. But as you can see, obviously, I'm not here today with Jesse Davin, who's normally here with us. Um, she is currently on maternity leave, technically speaking, but she is there in the chat. That is her. That is not me, I promise you. Um, that's Jesse right there in the chat, and she is due very, very soon. Um, but I have a great replacement today, a guy that I'm really looking forward to, Brad Peterson. He was referred to me by my friend Matt over at WrestleRumble.com, who has been so great to this show for many years. Um, so Brad was like the go-to guy, and this is this is his debut here on the show. Brad, how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I'm psyched to be here. Uh, always happy to be part of anything Wrestle Rumble's got cooking up. And uh, glad to be talking with you guys. Well, I very much appreciate you taking your time today. Um, Y'all can catch Brad on his own podcast, and he's a part of Wrestle Rumble. Go ahead and let people know where they can find you before we get started. Yes, you can find me. I am one-third of the three-man power trip on the worst wrestling podcast. And uh, there are two of worst ones, unfortunately, but we're the worst of the worst, I promise. So uh, you can find me there. And also, uh, I'm the man behind all the graphics for Wrestle Rumble, the head of creative, as I have uh, aptly named myself. I love those graphics, man. Always good stuff. Uh, right now, they got the... Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Um, before we get started, let me actually pull up their website and... As always with all of our prediction shows, the show is brought to you by Wrestle Rumble, and I really highly recommend y'all get over there and uh, check out the contest this Sunday, as well as the raffle that they got going on. I'm going to talk about both real quick and let everybody know, um, basically, we're giving away five entries today on the show to people who are watching. So five of you are going to be able to do this stuff for free, um, and basically the way to do that is just be active in the chat. Let us know, basically two ways, right? If there is super chats, any super chat at all, doesn't matter what the donation amount is, you will get one shot at an entry. If we have less than five, we'll figure out different ways of giving them out. If we only have five super chats throughout the show, all five of you are going to get Wrestle Rumble entries. But we're doing it based off of super chats. We're going to put your name on a random, uh, a random name picker at the end of the show. Uh, but five of you will win free entries. And then uh, if we don't get enough super chats, we'll just give them away to people that are active in the chat today. So be active. Let us know what you're thinking uh, when it comes to the winners and losers of these matches and all, all your thoughts, even if it's non-WWE related. If you have something you want to say about AEW, mixed martial arts, anything, I'm happy to field any questions, any statement, anything you want read out on the air. We will do that for you. Super chats. Uh, we have a donation link in the description as well. And you can also donate directly if you go to paypal.me slash fight talk. That will work the same way as the donation. I don't think you'll see it on the screen, but as long as I see it um, on my alerts, I'll make sure to still do it just like a super chat. Get your get your question answered or your statement read. But as far as WrestleRumble.com, man, you do you guys do amazing stuff over there. The uh, the prize lists are always insane. So for this contest, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to. It amazes me every time. Every time Matt tells me what's coming, it, it blows me away more and more. And uh, I will say that I worked on the next contest already uh, after Royal Rumble, and my God, I don't understand how he does it, but the man pulls it off, and he does it in spades. 
Dude, yeah, that operation they got running over there, you guys, it, it's awesome. Like, sometimes for some of these raffles, I'll talk about the uh, the Dig It belt giveaway here in a second, but um, the, uh, what was I going to say? The, um, I was going to say something about the prize list. Obviously, they're always completely insane. Like, right now, it's, what, $1,000 cash for the Royal Rumble? I mean, a thousand, someone's yeah. going to win $1,000 for picking the Royal Rumble. Somebody's walking away with a grand. A grand, and then our second place, we got the NWO Big Gold Belt. And then a personal favorite. I love, love, love the white strapped belt. So you got a white strapped championship belt coming your way. Uh, that will look good on your waist, on your shelf, wherever you feel inclined to put it. It is big, heavy, and great. Yes. The, I've won one championship belt in my multiple years of doing Russell Rumble contra uh, contests at this point. Oh, what I was going to say before is sometimes in some of these raffles, there's like 4,000 entries. Like that's how big Russell Rumble's getting. Like there is a ton of people playing these games, which is just so awesome. Yeah. And that's what makes them predictable. Uh, I've actually, as the head of creative, I stay away from any of the contest stuff. I don't have anything to do with the scoring anything to do with the pulling of the winners. So I've actually won a, a contest myself. And I'll tell you what, there's nothing like it when you get that box uh, sent to your doorstep. Man, they do it right. Yeah, and it shows up super fast. Like, I've won one time as well, and it was the NXT New Orleans Pick'em Contest. So I got an NXT replica title. That thing showed up at my door because Matt sent it from probably, what, New York? Um Something, some, some east. He's is he? He's in New York, isn't he? Is that where Matt's at? New York, New Jersey. No, we're we're a couple of answers. We're Pittsburgh. Oh, that's right, Pittsburgh. Duh, Giant Steelers fans. That's right. That's right. I completely yep. forgot. I always, I always think, I always think New York for some reason when I think about Matt. But he, I mean, but that thing showed up at my door in. I was living in Nashville at the time. Probably within two days, that belt was at my doorstep. I mean, you get those prizes fast. Um, and on top of the pick 'em contest, we're also doing the dig it belt contest. It's a raffle, one dollar, guys. One dollar entries, as insane as that is. For one dollar, you could potentially win. There's going to be three different winners. They have a Macho Man legacy belt, so that's what you see here in the picture on this graphic that Brad you you put together. This graphic, it sounds like. Yes, sir. I, I'm very proud to say that. Uh... WWE is using comic book graphics to promote the Royal Rumble. This poster was done a couple months back. So well before I had any idea that there was any kind of comic book connection. So man, talk about on brand. Yes, it worked out perfect. You can see here in that graphic, we got what that Macho Man legacy belt looks like. Second place is going to get an Undertaker 30th anniversary belt. Basically the uh, kind of the old like late 90s winged eagle type look, but has like an Undertaker uh, theme, uh, kind of like a charcoal gray slash black backing on it with his logo. Really cool stuff. And third place is going to get a mystery belt. Um, so, I mean, for $1, hypothetically speaking, you could put in $3 and win all three of those for $3. It's What an awesome prize list. So, uh, you know, that's what we got going on. That's the insane thing. Sorry, what's up? And the mystery belts, he's had every, everything from the hailed winged eagle belt all the way to the million-dollar championship and beyond. So 
it could be any belt. We've actually given away an NWA championship belt before, so who knows what's going to come out of the bag of tricks for this one. Uh, as big Macho Man fans, I know that uh, this one is very, very close to the heart for uh, for all of us at Wrestle Rumble. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I mean, Macho Man, I credit him for like being the one to get me really into wrestling. Like Hulk Hogan's what was kind of like my, like kind of the entry into it. And then when I discovered Randy Savage, I got hooked. So like anytime y'all are giving away any kind of Randy Savage stuff, I mean, I'm always pumped. Um, man, so we'll talk a little bit more about Wrestle Rumble throughout the show. Make sure to remind y'all. And once again, for anyone who's trickled in, we're giving away five entries throughout this show. Anyone who sends any amount of Super Chats is going to be entered for a chance at a free entry. And we'll pick some people from the chat. I see uh, Issa's in the chat. What's up, Issa? NYC Demon Diva, friend of the show, with the cutest dog in the world, Little Roman. And I also saw Throwback in the chat. I see a lot of regulars in here. So thank you all for joining. And once again, the reason Jesse is not here, I see some people asking in the chat, She's super extra pregnant right now, y'all. Like she's got she got some pretty serious stuff going on. So that's why she's not on screen, but she is there in the chat interacting with y'all. And uh and I don't know if Matt from Wrestle Rumble is in here or not, but sorry Matt for mistaking Pittsburgh for New York. And th- he's such a nice dude. He got me into his uh his work pool for uh the Super Bowl this year. So like, thank you Matt. Really nice guy. Um Matt is uh they don't make many like him, and I do have some really big shoes to fill with Jesse, so uh, Jesse, I hope I do you well. <laughs> yes, yes, good deal. Well, I mean, we might as well just jump right into the show. Um, as always, guys, those Super Chats and donations, I mention it so much because what me and Brad are going to do right now is we're going to go from the bottom of the card all the way up to the top of the card. We will stop and pivot and discuss what y'all want us to discuss along the way via Super Chats and donations, but otherwise, we're just going through the show and making predictions. So, starting off, Brad, what, what we like to do here is we like to switch off. So, like, you'll predict first on the first match, then I'll go first on the second, and we'll just go all the way up through the card. Um, for this show, the first match we're going to talk about is Oscar and Charlotte Flair defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Brad, who do you think wins this match, leaves as the champions, and why? I am calling Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler. Honestly, uh, I hate to say it this way, but I think these belts are just a prop to get Charlotte into this story with Lacey Evans. So I really, really think that we're going to see uh, Nia and Shayna take this. There's going to be some kind of wonky finish. Uh, the Nature Boy is going to get involved somehow. I just uh, think that it is Charlotte and Oscar to lose. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good prediction. Like, I don't think it made a lot of sense to put the belts on Charlotte and Oscar to begin with. Um, I don't. I didn't really follow up on it, but I did catch. Um, I, I did see on Raw when Nia. Ja- I don't know who she slammed. I can't remember who it was, but she she like basketball bounced some chick against the into the mat on a, on Monday. It was someone blonde. I just can't remember who it was. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Yes, that's right. I just remember the back, seeing the back of her head, and then just seeing her ricochet off the ground. So, like, I'm hoping she's all right. We all obviously have, you know, we all have our opinions on Nia Jax and you know the safeness and and stuff in the ring. And she always has a microscope on her. Anytime she makes a mistake, people are ready to jump. So I'm not ready to jump. Like, I hope that it wasn't anything anything serious. But when I saw it, I was like, oh damn, that that looked like it really, really. Her head really bounced. Um. 
That all being said, I do like the team of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I think they complement each other well, and uh, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say they win the titles back at, uh, at the Royal Rumble. Why not? And it looks like there's way more, in, I say, important things going on for Charlotte with what's going on with uh, Rick and uh, Lacey Evans and all this other stuff. It seems like there's not so much focus on the, them as the tag team champions as some other stuff I figure they'll probably be uh, involved with at WrestleMania. So, um, So I'm with you. And I never thought I'd say this. I never thought I'd say this about a Charlotte Flair match, but this this could be a popcorn match. I mean, it's gonna. I have a feeling it's gonna be a short, quick throwaway match just to get the belt switched back over and uh, move that story along. So I just I don't really see this being much of a consequential match, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, and there's only five you know, matches on this show, so but obviously the Royal Rumbles are going to be, you know, we got to account for a lot of time for those two matches as well. So, yeah, man, and I don't see anything as oh, I don't see anything as far as a pre-show match advertised. I'm sure we'll get something uh, before the pay-per-view starts. I, I just don't know what. I don't know if you have any idea of they, what they're planning for that or if they've talked about that, but um, I don't know. If I'm sure we'll get something on the pre-show. We'll probably. We'll probably get to buy the numbers package a hundred times <laughs> over voiced by every announcer they have. So, uh, you know, we'll know about who got number one, two, whatever, in 19, whatever, and figure it out from there. There you go. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's probably the best prediction of all is that we'll probably get a video package like that about a thousand times before the matches start. Um, up next. All right. So this is one uh, very polarizing match right here. We got Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Goldberg. Um, so what happened last year around this time was Goldberg squashing the fiend and winning the championship. And then that was all meant, right. And that was all meant, uh, to be him and Roman at WrestleMania. Roman wasn't there because that's when, you know, everything was uncertain with COVID and all that stuff. Um, but because of WWE's track, track record with Goldberg, like I'll put it this way, like 80% of me is like there's no way they would do that to Drew McIntyre. Like they've they they've the way they've built him since last WrestleMania and you know he lost the belt to Orton but he got it right back and he's he's really been like the guy they've leaned on throughout this whole time. And he's in a really weird position cuz he hasn't had real fans. So like we don't we can't even really gauge like if he really works as champion or not, but the way they've booked him has been pretty strong for the most part. Um but then you have Goldberg who in the WWE's mind is still, well, I shouldn't even, Goldberg, I hate to say it, but Goldberg still is a much larger star than, than Drew McIntyre, like even in 2021. Um, Unfortunately. Right, and, and that's a whole other conversation we could have about the fact that they haven't been able to build stars, uh, aside from John Cena, you know, CM Punk to a degree, Roman Reigns to a degree, but nothing nothing like Cena, Austin, and The Rock, or, or Hulk Hogan before that. I mean, they, they just, and, and it's, so this is just me thinking out loud because I'm thinking mostly like there's no way they do that to sure. Drew, but I could totally see them doing that with Goldberg again because they still view him as like this giant star, which unfortunately he is still a bigger star than Drew McIntyre, like on paper, on a poster, in advertising, leading up to WrestleMania. And I hate that I'm about to make this pick, but I'm going to say Goldberg wins. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Goldberg wins the title. Like just, I, everything everything about me says it is the wrong prediction, but because of that, I'm going with Goldberg. So what about you? I I could see that, 
but in good faith and just out of pure hope, I'm hoping it sticks with Drew McIntyre. I could just see, though, especially now with this move to Peacock with a bigger platform, much more eyes going on it, uh, you know, who's going to be that person that draws somebody in to watch WrestleMania? Are you going to see Goldberg and say, I remember that guy? Or are you going to see Drew McIntyre and say, hey, didn't he have two other bandmates at one point? Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, uh, you know, Jinder Mahal just came back um, at that uh, that special event that they just had. So when you when you bring up the other bandmates, you know, in my mind as well, I always think like jobbers, right? Three-man band. They were such a job tag team. But, yep. but now it's also got me thinking like, what if Jinder Mahal won the Royal Rumble and they did him and Drew McIntyre WrestleMania and that was the story? You know, like, I mean, there's... Then we'll get to that with the Royal Rumble matches. There's a lot of scenarios at play, but um, but I'm with you. There could also be people coming back to the sport or coming back to, you know, watching wrestling that haven't been watching in a while. They see Drew McIntyre with the title and that's what they think. They're like, wait, last time I saw this guy, he was like losing to Hornswoggle. Like, this guy's the best they got now. But those same people might see Goldberg and be like, hell yeah, Bill Goldberg, I'm going to watch again. Like, as crazy as that is. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it, he's a tried and true commodity at this point. And as much as I, I don't want to see the belt on Goldberg, it could be the way they're going. I'm going to say, though, that uh, I really think Drew's going to hold on to this. I think that they want him to have that moment. He didn't get his WrestleMania moment coming out to a crowd last year. They're going to have two nights in Tampa, and they're saying they're going to have crowd of some type. So this could be that chance to get that payoff for Drew. And ultimately, I think that's one of the big stories of his title reign. That's actually, that, those are great points. Those really are, because we're, we're, we're moving closer and closer to potentially having fans, even if just a few. I mean, AEW's done a pretty good job of, of how they've handled it, I think, with like the limited amount of uh, people and stuff like that. Um, but you're right, because... Maybe this is all a big chance to give Drew McIntyre kind of like a do-over. Because once again, these are all these issues we're talking about aren't his fault. Like it isn't his fault the company hasn't hasn't made him a bigger star. It isn't his fault that COVID happened and there aren't fans around. Like none of these things are his fault. It's just a really crummy situation to be in that he gets his big win over Brock Lesnar and you know, we still don't know if the fans really care or not. Like outside of Twitter, but who it's really hard to gauge what fan, what people really think if you're going just based off of Twitter. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, how many times have wrestling fans tweeted about somebody that they either really love or really hate? And I mean, you know, you're not always getting the people that just think eh, about somebody. So you're not really getting that true gauge on the crowd because I mean, Drew McIntyre, I like him. He's, he's good. Does he set my world on fire as far as superstars go? Sure. No, but, you know, I prefer him over Goldberg. Same, same here. And by the way, just because we're getting about halfway through the card, haven't had any Super Chats donations, what we're going to do is if we do start getting those in, anyone who donates from here on out will get an entry. So as far as the first five. So next person who Super Chats and the four after that, any Super Chats or donations, you get a Wrestle Rumble entry uh, for the uh, Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest. Um, and of course, make sure to, you know, you can always attach a question or, or a statement or something to that super chat as well. Um, up next, I, I like this story, uh, but I think, I feel like the result's pretty obvious to all of us, but I will ask you, Brad, we have Roman Reigns with the WWE Universal Championship, last man standing match against Kevin Owens, 
Who do you think wins this? Walks away as the champion and why? First of all, I think we all win in this one uh, because it is going to be a big Haas battle and nobody loses with those. But I think ultimately the tribal chief, the head of the table, is going to remain very well seated on his throne. I really, really think that uh, Roman Reigns is on the streak of his career and uh, there's no stopping him and at least as far as Kevin Owens goes. And I am a diehard Kevin Owens fan, but uh, I'm just expecting to watch Kevin get whooped. That's how I feel as well. Um, I'm with you. Everything you said, I love Kevin Owens. You know, he's one of those guys that I really felt had, like, aesthetically, he doesn't have the the traditional, like, superstar look. But if pushed properly coming out of that uh, feud he had with John Cena when he was the NXT champion and they he won his, his debut match against Cena, he could have been, like, their top villain for, like, the next decade if they would have played that right. And, and now they've kind of... He's kind of, you know, I like him as a babyface as well, or, or tween, or whatever you want to call it. it bas- basically, he's a babyface with an edge, right? Like, he's he does he does a lot of stuff that, like, is really badass, but, like, he's fighting heels at the moment. And I, I, I'm, I think he really could have been something really, really special, and then I kind of lost faith. But now, over the last, you know, six months or so, it's more like, okay, it looks like WWE's coming back around on him. He seems like a... Oh, Jesse super chatted on her own channel. Oh, thank oh, you, Jesse. Oh, that's very nice of you. Jesse says appreciation super chat because you two are awesome. Yay! By the way, guys, Brad Brad gets yeah. Brad gets a cut of our super chats this week. So help out, Brad. Jesse just helped out Brad a little bit um, for for giving us his time today. Um, thank you. So thanks, Jesse. That was really nice of you. And so Jesse was already going to get a free Russell Rumble entry, so she doesn't count towards the five, but. Um, I will make sure you still get a WrestleMania entry either way, Jesse. I've I've got you on the list already. Um, but uh, but that we got yes, you. Yes, yes. But that all being said, Roman <laughs> Reigns is walking away as the champion. I I think that he, like you said, he's doing the best work of his career. These are the moves that should have been made three, four years ago with Roman Reigns, and I'd say better late than never. Um, because we're all seeing what I think a lot of us. Because the knock for me on Roman Reigns, you know, I was there live at WrestleMania 33 when he, you know, got booed out of the building with The Undertaker and, and the the Monday Night Raw after and all that stuff. And, and when you saw him at that point, it wasn't, I don't think it was that people really hated Roman Reigns at all. It was just him going out and, and cutting the suffering succotash promos and, and, and saying things and doing things that didn't seem like him at all. And now... He's like the character that we've we've wanted, and he's killing it. I think he's doing the best work of his career by far right now. And just think, if if this did happen three, four years ago, when we all wanted it to start happening, you know, unfortunately, he went away with his diagnosis uh, of cancer. And just think, if you were in the that run during that time, when he came back, he would be the most white hot baby face of all time they'd be everything they ever wanted him to be and everybody would love everything he does he would walk on water and that's what they've always wanted and uh you know it's horrible that it takes that kind of a uh thing to happen to to get that but uh you know they had the opportunity and they could have the white hot baby face roman reigns that being said i'm psyched that we're getting the badass we're getting right now 
Yes, because I think I'm 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 right there with you. I think they just kind of prolonged what eventually they wanted either way. It's just taking like five years longer because we are getting this now. And then in, I'd say, another two, three years or whatever, it's just going to get to a point where he's so badass that he won't have to change. Same with Steve Austin he, or The Rock. They won't have to change anything about what got them over. They'll just fight heels instead of baby faces. Like that's... And, and that's the yeah. most organic way you can do it, I think. And then, then, and then you got a shot at, at having a real, you know, seeing a level superstar potentially, because that, that's what they need. Like they need some real superstars right now, especially when free agency is as hot as it, as it is right now, where people are going to be listening to AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact. They're listening to offers, even on the indies. If you have a big enough name, you can make a full-time living on the indies at this point um, because people are going to book you and you can ask for a, a pretty high rate right now. So, I mean, that all is a long way, you know, that's just a long way of saying Roman Reigns, I think, is going to be the main face of the WWE for a very long time as a baby face. But this is this is the key. This is the key time right now, right now that's going to get him there. I'm with you 100% on all of that. And we both agree Roman Reigns heading into WrestleMania with that title. And what he's saying is actually pretty true. If he can get over and, uh, you know, organically get over with the fans, he's going to raise everybody's stock around him. I mean, look at uh, Jey Uso right now. He has just risen so far just by being around him. Anybody that he's wrestling, their stock has gone up. And if he continues to be this guy that everybody wants to see, the stock will rise for every single person on that roster. And it's only going to ultimately do better and better for anybody on the SmackDown brand. I couldn't agree more. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how they handle Roman Reigns over the next year, because I feel, and, and this is obviously a very obvious scenario that I think everyone hopes happens, but at some point in the next couple of years, him and the rock needs to happen. Like, I feel like that's like the, yeah. Yes, you know, sir. that's the big blow off or the big real like main story at play here is at some point during the in the future, The Rock needs to show up and be like, I'm tired of the way you're treating our family. You're not the head of the table. I'm the head of the table. And I want to free all these guys from basically, you know, you know, he, they're basically like enslaved to him at the moment. We're like, you know, Jey Uso's like got to do what he says. And it's kind of teetering between like, does he like doing it at this point or does or is he doing because he has to? And then you have, you know, more family members that can get involved. I even thought it'd be cool. I know Samoa Joe isn't related, but I think it'd be cool to see him get involved in some way where they can be like, you call yourself Samoa Joe. Well, like, you're not in our family. Like, you, if you want to be a success, if you want to be a success, you got to join us. We're going to beat you up for, for calling yourself Samoan. You know, something, you know, like there's so many possibilities they have with, with Roman Reigns being this top heel and this head of the table character. And then I guess to the point being, <laughs> But and then at some point, him and The Rock is just going to be like massive. So, and I just want to see them keep bringing the family in. I would love to see, and I, I know he's under contract right now, but uh, Jacob Batu come so in so good. ML, to MLW see him involved in this storyline. Yeah, I mean, he's not going anywhere anytime soon, but my god, if they could get Jacob Batu in there. He is a monster. He is believable. He is everything that would complement that story perfectly. 
Dude, that is a great name drop. For those of you who aren't paying attention to Major League Wrestling, highly recommend checking it out. It's on every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Leads right into AEW. Um, and Jacob Patu is their heavyweight champion right now. And he is he is absolutely killing it. Got a beautiful, beautiful uh, jump-up moonsault that he does as his finisher. Uh, really, really, really good stuff. Um, he'd be a great addition to he his is story. A he is, he is. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, all good stuff. And and I'm just hoping over the next, you know, I hope they keep Roman looking like this. Like, it's okay in wrestling to have some outliers. Like, that. that's, you know, we can talk about 50-50 booking in the WWE all day and, and that being a big part of the reason why no one ever really seems to elevate over anybody else. But if you can take a guy like Roman Reigns and, you know, because what I'd like to see is at some point we get him versus The Rock and then he beats The Rock clean. Like, and then, and then you have, like, you, you just don't beat him for the next couple of years. Like, build him up. Like, he, like Brock's not around anymore. And if he's going to be, it's going to be very part-time. You need that attraction of a wrestler who's going to be there, who's believable. I don't think I can say anything more about it. It's just Roman Reigns. The, this, this, is the, this is what we're all waiting for, is what he's doing right now. And he, he's just absolutely killing it, I think. Yes, sir. Moving on to... Absolutely. Couldn't say anymore. Yes. Good deal. And I think we're all in agreement on that. Even the Roman Reigns haters, I think, at this point, have, like, can at least admit, like, this is pretty damn good stuff. Especially in comparison to a lot of the storylines in the WWE, if we're being honest. This is way better than most of what's going on. Um, so, Big Tiger. Uh, Jesse is in the chat. She is pregnant. Pregnant AF. Pregnant AF. She's on maternity leave, but she's in the chat right now. Um, Women's Royal Rumble. So, what I guess what we should do is we'll do the categories like we were talking about beforehand, and then we'll pick winners. How's that sound? Sure, absolutely. All right, so what we're going to guess first is a little bit of a kind of situational stuff with the, uh, with the Women's Royal Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble. Before we get into it, another reminder, y'all. WrestleRumble.com, jump on there right now. $10 entries for one entry, two entries, or sorry, three entries is $20, five entries is $30. There is $1,000 cash going to the winner of this, and there is also $1 entries for the triple belt giveaway. There's going to be three winners, three different belts, um, potentially one winner if you put in $3 and you get all three of those belts. I mean, that could happen as well. Um, so check those Absolutely. out. Check it out. This is all brought to you by WrestleRumble.com. And the Women's Royal Rumble match... Um, so first question I got for you, Brad, do you think, yes, sir. Do you think there will be any returns in the women's Royal Rumble match? Anyone who we've previously seen in the WWE that we haven't maybe seen in a while that we see resurface here in this match. There has to be, it's such a thin women's roster on the main roster. I think, and I think it's actually been put out on social media that we're going to see Nikki Cross coming back which I think if they push her right, that that woman has unlimited potential. Uh, I just think that she is extremely underrated. Um, sorry, I, I was reading the chat for just a second. Was that, uh, who was that that you just said for the return? Nikki oh, Cross. Oh, Nikki Cross. I, for some reason, I like registered Nikki Bella in my head when you said that. And I was like, I have no idea if the Bellas are coming back anytime. <laughs> so I was like, I was like going through it in my head. Nikki Cross, I could see that. I could see that. Um, for, for as far as returns. And then. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brad. 
I was going to say there are a few more that, uh, you know, I, they've sort of been dropping photos online of Chelsea Green. She is looking like she's over that broken wrist. That was fast. Uh, she's looking good. Yeah, she's uh, she's doing her thing on social media, so I'm hoping that that is a hint that she's going to be back. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to see some Mickey James and Lana as well. Yeah, yeah, I can see all that. I can see all that. Um, as far as returns for the women, I'll say, like, I'm thinking kind of old school. Like, I'd love to see, like, Jackie Moore in there again. She was, like, one of my favorites ever, and she always seems to be in good shape. Um, Ivory, like, I think she was at the Raw Legends night, like, or, like, Molly Holly, like, those kind, uh, you know, just, I like to see someone, like, the older, um, generation show up. Doesn't necessarily have to be like Lita and Trish, although those are kind of the bigger stars that I think a lot of people will probably want to see as well. Um, but that's kind of where my head's at with that kind of stuff. Maybe we see a couple returns, and maybe one, you know, maybe a bold prediction. Maybe uh, one of the returns sticks around for a, a little bit longer, like MVP did last year, something like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility, especially with some of the uh, legends. Because MVP is working a full-time schedule, but not a full-time performer schedule. Uh, Jesse's actually asking about uh, Naomi. Uh, I think that she is a very, very good chance of coming back as well. Uh, and somebody else that I think is going to stick around and is just going to make people mad, which is exactly what she's supposed to do. I think there's a good shot for Eva Marie to return. Ooh, that's a good call. There was reports like months back that she was going to be coming back and I haven't heard anything since then, but like I could see this maybe being a surprise at the Rumble. That's probably that's a really good uh really good call. Yeah, I think that there's a very good chance we see all red everything come back and just anger people even if she just does the uh gimmick where she pretends she's going to get in the ring and never really makes it for whatever reason, I'm down. I think that that's great. You know, it it's a pure heel move, and that's what we need. Yes, and uh, throwback uh, in the chat with an even Marie prediction as well. So, what's uh, I mean, that that's something we could see. And you're right, that would really piss everybody off, especially if she did well in the match, like la like lasted towards the end or, you know, won the whole thing. Don't see that happening, but you never know. Um... So next question I got for you, any NXT uh, surprises, potentially? Anyone from NXT that you think uh, kind of makes their full-time main roster debut, if you want to call it that, uh, in the Women's Royal Rumble from NXT? I think NXT is in a very unique place because uh, you're. I think you're going to see some NXT ladies show up in the Rumble some might stick around. I think the majority won't. I think it's just going to be an appearance, sort of like dip the toe in the water and see how it goes from there. Uh, for coming up full time, though, the only one I can really think of that's going to show up and stick around full time, Jordan is calling it right now, Rhea Ripley, I think is going to be there for sure. But I can see a return also from NXT being Tegan Knox with this uh, program they've been showing with her. The Rumble, yes, it can be a rough match. It can be a tumble match. But it can also be a match where you can get in, get your stuff in, and get out with very little heavy contact. So it would be a chance to get her back on screen and get her back in people's minds. 
And then also I think Shotzi Blackheart has everything that they're looking for. She hasn't been on NXT very much in the last couple weeks that I can recall. And also I think Io Shirai is going to make an appearance, but definitely not a permanent stick around. I like all those predictions. I think those are all totally possible. Uh, Big Tiger in the chat also mentioning Raquel Gonzalez. I could see her too. Um, she She's going to be a big part of the NXT women's future, though, I think, uh, Gonzalez. Especially if Rhea Ripley comes up to the main roster, like I think a lot of us expect her to. I think Raquel Gonzalez is kind of the next in line as far as like a, like a really dominant female on the NXT brand. Um, and I'm, I really think She's just a yeah, beast. She, she shows a lot of potential. She's also, you know, she's already very, very good. I love her. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. And people saying Ronda Rousey coming back. I, I mean, I could see that too. Like, I mean, I'm sure the WWE really, 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 really wants her back for similar reasons to Goldberg. Like, Ronda Rousey is the biggest star in the entire company when she's around, male or female or, or any gender. Like, she's, like, the WWE's always going to want Ronda Rousey back, but it's just a matter of if, you know, if she's able to do it, you know, what her kind of her physical condition is at the moment, or if she has any interest at the moment, I, I really don't know. Um, but I mean, I could see that. Um, last question before we make our official predictions for the match. Um, what was the other one? Debut? Uh, someone we never seen before in? Uh, debut of free agent. Debut yes. of free agent. So, yeah. And uh, I'm just going to throw them out there with my free agents for this and the men's rumble. Before Chad even says okay. anything, a lot of them I know are fantasy. I really would like to see some of these people come. But uh, I have Allison Kay for the women. Uh, Kelly Klein, who's, mm-hmm. been there, or who's been inactive. I don't think she's fully retired, but she's been inactive. And I think WWE is really aching to get their paws on Tessa Blanchard. And I think we could see her. Yeah, those are all really good predictions. Big Tiger mentioned my number one at the moment, Taya Valkyrie. I think it's very possible we see her now that she's left Impact Wrestling. Um, and of course, her you know relationship with John Morrison. I, I'd imagine there's people there vouching for her to come over. Um, I could see that a lot. Um, I think these are all good choices. I mean, the thing with Tessa Blanchard for me is I think if she's and, and people can have their opinions of what's going on with her outside the ring. Like I, I understand there's a lot of people that don't like her. I totally get that. But if I'm talking strictly like wrestling talent, like that is someone you definitely want on your roster. She is one of the best wrestlers of any gender in the world. Um, and I honestly, I honestly think if she debuts in this match, so I think she needs to win the whole thing. She needs to be treated like a, like a major star right off the bat, her and Charlotte or something, you know, something really big, even though that's something that you can kind of build towards over time, the whole four horsemen connection with her and Charlotte and all that. But, um, but I, I think, I mean, I would, I, I think it'd be a humongous gift for the WWE to get Tessa Blanchard. I think even if you just get her into the final four, that would be a very worthy, uh, introduction to the WWE universe, uh, that I think could go a very long way for establishing her, the question, of course, would come down to, would she stick around main roster? Does she go to NXT? Like, where does she go from there? I think she has all the spit, shine, and polish she needs to stick right on that main roster. And honestly, I think that uh, it'd be a nice new foil for Charlotte. I Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Because, yeah, even if Tessa didn't win the whole match, even just get into the final four, there's going to... It's wild because I'm in such a bubble with all the independent wrestling I watch where, um, you know, sometimes I kind of forget, like, I, I listen to, you know, wrestlers talk about their WWE debuts. Some of them, you know, wrestled 10, 10 plus years out on the independent scene. Uh, some even for Impact Wrestling who, you know, have TV distribution or, or you know, other or Ring of Honor and stuff, you know, to lesser degrees. But the first time they, AJ Styles, perfect example. AJ Styles was like the face of TNA wrestling and was like one of the most prominently featured guys in New Japan, uh, you know, before he signed with the WWE. And even like, I've heard him talk about how one Royal Rumble appearance, now everyone at airports is, is asking for his autograph and know who he is. Like one appearance in the WWE. Absolutely. And that's, and that's kind of your point with Tessa. Like even if she didn't win, the amount of new eyes that gets on her is, it's just, it's kind of eye-opening for me because a lot of these times people are debuting that have been watching for, you know, 10 years or whatever. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So-and-so just showed up on AEW. Like, this is great. But for a lot of people, it's like, who is this person? I'm not, Eddie Kingston debuted on AEW and a lot of people are like, who is this guy? He's awesome on the mic. And I'm like, y'all didn't know who Eddie Kingston was this whole time, you know? So it, that, that's that's a really cool thing that, uh, that could potentially happen with some of these debuts. Um, another um, free agent that, you know, I don't know if we'll, if it's likely or not, but, um, you know, I'm a really big fan of Alley Cat on the independent scene. I think she's really, really talented. Um, don't know if she'll ever, you know, be with the WWE or, or, or that situation, but or I say situation. Like, I, I say situation because I'm sure she has multiple offers. She'll probably have a chance to go to AEW. Sure. She'll probably have a chance to go to WWE. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of really uh, talented uh, women and men out there on the indies right now, uh, but I, th- I think Alley Cat's like the one that I would personally like to see the most, um, you know, show up in a match like this. So um, that's who I'm going to go with. So Brad, we're at the point now. Absolutely. We got to we got to pick some winners for this match. So Royal Rumble for the women. Well, before I reveal yes, mine, Fred. before I reveal mine in the chat, we got throwback. He's calling Bailey as the winner this year, saying that there's a pattern of 2019, we got uh, Becky winning. Then 2020, we had Charlotte. So it makes sense to keep the uh, four horsewomen of WWE going. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? I think that's an interesting uh, scenario. I, I guess the only thing that throws that off at all was Oscar won the first one, right? And she's not involved uh, with them. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that that couldn't a streak couldn't have started uh, with uh, with Charlotte. Because what you said, Charlotte then Becky, right? And then it would be Bailey this year if that's if that were to happen. It Becky then oh, Charlotte. Right. Becky won, then Charlotte won last that's year. That's right. That's right. So it was started with Becky and uh, moved from there. But uh, this year, I I don't think it's going to be a horsewoman. I have two potential winners, and it could be. Huge for both of them either way. I am very dead split between one Bianca Belair and one Rhea Ripley. I think either one of them has everything it takes to win it. Everything it takes to main event WrestleMania. Rhea Ripley has a story built back into it uh, that she can be fighting to get back to the top when she lost last year to Charlotte and just build from there. Yeah, those are the, the, so I did a, uh, I was on Fightful's Twitch uh, channel on Tuesday, we were doing a watch along for Impact Wrestling, and I was asked that question kind of on the spot, 
like who I thought was going to win. And I really hadn't thought about uh, the Royal Rumble yet. Um, and those were the two that like it really came down to for me as well was Bianca Belair makes a ton of sense. They really they seem very, very, very high on her and I could totally see them going all the way with her. And then they also have Rhea Ripley as just a, a really great... And the, the I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley as my prediction. And I, I think it's because they... I don't think we're going to get Lacey Evans and Charlotte at WrestleMania. I think that'll happen like uh, fast lane or whatever, like something before the re- before re- yeah before WrestleMania. Um, and if you can do if you can run back that rematch, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair, that gives her a chance at redemption from last year when I feel like most people felt like her time was last year and they're just kind of a year behind on everything at this point. Um, I mean, she has the look, she has the in ring talent, the presence. I mean. She she's a can't miss um as like a top uh, star for them so I I'm gonna go with them I I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna say they kind of um now this being said Charlotte is like untouchable in the WWE like she's at a point where she can lose matches of course but she's she's always one win away from being the champion at all times like that's kind of what her gimmick is and I can see her beating Rhea Ripley again for all I know because they're just Charlotte is there I mean. She's their girl. I mean, that's that that's who the every that's who most things are going to be built around on the female side for a very very long time. There's going to be some other people sprinkled in and that that get big, but she'll be like the steady constant. You know, she's going to be around. Um, but I think that this is a chance. I can't say no, no, no. I can't blame them either. She's she's fantastic. I think she's super talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's absolutely yeah. But but I feel like this is their chance to have Rhea beat her at WrestleMania to kind of make up for last year. And, and then that gives you a chance at somebody new to be up there. Like, Steve Austin wouldn't have been as great without The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to have a few people up there with you, Absolutely. you know? So, um, so I'm going to... Yeah, it gets lonely at the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley as well. Um, and, guys, we're about to be at the Royal Rumble, uh, the main event, the Men's Royal Rumble match. Um, once again, any super chats, you're going to be entered into the Wrestle Rumble, uh, Royal Rumble pick'em contest. Doesn't matter how much the super chat is. If we don't get any of them before the end of our predictions here, what I'm going to do, um, between me and Jesse here at the end, we'll go through, um, the chat and we'll just, we'll just pick out five names of people who have been active in the chat today. So, uh, we want to get you this stuff out for free. We want you to try Wrestle Rumble. I know a lot of you have already tried it. We give away entries, you know, often on the show. Um, but it's our little uh, way of saying thank you for watching the show today and welcoming Brad Peterson on, uh, you know, replacing Jesse today. So we want to give you all those entries. Um, Brad. Absolutely. Men's Royal Rumble. I'm going to ask you the same three questions, starting with, uh, we're going to start with NXT this time. Who do you think from NXT could potentially pop up in the Men's Royal Rumble? Well, I'm just going to start out and say Royal Rumble, favorite thing of the entire year. I would say it's very closely followed by War Games. But for the NXT uh, call-ups, I would definitely, definitely say we could be seeing the movement of Damian Priest up to the main roster. I think that he's done about as much as he can do. Uh, you know, I think it, it'd be good to see him with uh, another North American title run, but the Gargano story's going. I don't think he's going to be touching that anytime soon. The other uh, one that I think could be ready to go up, and uh, 
I think it sort of was shown with the fight pit. Tommaso Ciampa, I think, could be going up uh, to be a full-time member of the roster. He went out on his back. I know he has the tag team match coming up with uh, uh, Timothy Thatcher, so we've got a ways to go with that. But, you know, they could be out pretty quick. It could just be a one-time thing. And the other one, this is going to be a little bit of a reach, but I'm saying Velveteen Dream just to get him away from the NXT crowd because I feel like they've turned on him so much since, you know, allegations and different things that I won't go too far sure. into. Th- came out y'all can him. research that. It's, it's very available if you want to look into that. Absolutely. And I just think that this is a way that they will keep him and, uh, you know, maybe get him up to the main roster and, you know, get him going again. So those are really the three main ones. I don't rule out any of these other appearances. Like uh, we got Big Tiger saying Karrion Cross or Santos Escobar possibly showing up. Uh, I could see either one of them showing up. I could see Gargano or any one of the Undisputed uh, Era doing a one-off shot in the Rumble. It, there's a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Like when it comes to Escobar, he's got that big match coming up with Kurt Stallion soon, and they've built up Kurt Stallion really well. Uh, potentially winning that cruiserweight title. Off. I don't know if he'll beat Escobar for it, but they've built it to where it's believable that Stallion could take that title from him. Um, I think you're right on the money with Undisputed Era. Like uh, one of kind of the running themes on all my podcasts is I'm a gigantic Kyle O'Reilly mark. I have been since his ROH days, and like I love seeing what he's doing right now. Is like he's getting title shots, and he teamed with Balor uh, on Wednesday or I guess yesterday and stuff like that. Like I would love to see Kyle O'Reilly come out and have a good showing in the Rumble. Um, there's a lot of really good possibilities. I mean, Karrion Cross. I don't know just because. Um, I feel like the story's obviously still there for him to get the NXT title back, and I feel like he could be a really, really big piece of NXT going forward. But he also has the kind of look that the WWE is... I mean, Vince McMahon probably already is completely in love with this guy. Like, I could see them fast-tracking Karrion Kross uh, onto Raw or SmackDown as fast as possible, too. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, these are all... And before I ask you another question, something I, I actually... I forgot to bring up during the women's match, and this is a scenario that I really, really, really hope doesn't happen. But I'm going to bring it up real quick because okay, because I because just just if it happens, it's on record that we've talked about it. Um, now, I know I heard the same I heard the same idea. I I initially got the idea from listening to uh, Brian Alvarez uh, on Figure Four Wrestling. He was talking about. This I, I believe he was talking to Mike Sempervivi at the time. Maybe maybe Vince. I can't I can't remember who was on the show with him at the time. And as they were talking about the scenario, I thought of it in my head, and then they they said what I was thinking. So I was like, okay, I bet you there's a lot of people that. All right, hear me out. I can see this happening in the Women's Royal Rumble once again. I am praying to God this is not what happens, but I can see them doing it. What if? What uh-huh. if? Number thirty is Lana and everyone's eliminated when she comes out and she just wins. I don't want to talk about that. I'm just saying, isn't that so (laughs) what they would do like with Lana, how they've built her like crying outside of the ring and like all that kind of stuff. Like this would be the way to get Lana to win the Royal Rumble without her having to do anything, but just walk out and enter the ring. (laughs) I would love to see if you want 
Lana to have a Hope Spies the end. I would love to see her have that Santino Morella, Alberto Del Rio spot where uh, Del Rio forgot about Santino. And <laughs> Santino, you think for a second, he's got it, he's got it, he's yeah. got it. He don't got it. <laughs> I would I would love maybe a Rhea Ripley to take over Del Rio's spot and uh, Lana take over Santino and just watch Rhea rip. Ripley just launch her through Tropicana Field, put her over the wall, home run, done. Oh, man. <laughs> just, she's in the upper deck at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Like, <laughs> but God, I hope that doesn't well, it's happen. It's one of those things where, like, surprisingly, WWE has never done that finish to a Royal Rumble before. I've seen it on the Indies before. Um, like, I saw it a couple years ago at the Scenic City Invitational. They do their style of the Royal Rumble. In one year, AC Mack won the whole thing. Like, he was the last entrant, and the last two people, like, double eliminated themselves as he was coming out to the ring, and it was like... And I remember feeling so robbed, right? I'm watching it, and I'm like, what a freaking ripoff. And then I'm like... That was genius because no one's ever actually done that that I can remember. Like it's such a, like an obvious idea to like do at least once. Um, now, don't want to see it with Lana because I I I'm not a fan of hers. Like I, I have nothing against her on a personal level, nothing like that. But the way they've built her on the show is not for me. So I just wanted to throw that out there before I moved on because uh, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe now I've planted that seed in some other people's heads who are watching and listening, and they're like. Oh shit! I need to watch the Royal Rumble just in case. Like if that if that freaking happens. Um, as far as the, I wish we would just move on. That's a scary thought. Yeah, I'm glad I planted that in your head now, Brad. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sleep all the night. Thanks, you're, man. You're welcome. That, that's your thank you for joining us today. Um, as uh, as far as, as far as the other <laughs> the other questions. Uh, Good God Almighty! So we, we went through NXT. Um, next one I'll ask you will be who do you, who can you see returning potentially? Um, I'm going to go ahead and just token, throw it out there. Like CM Punk. I know everyone's going to bring that one up. I'm just going to say like, I don't see it happening, but I'm just going to throw that out there right off the bat. Like, trust me, we're all thinking the same thing. One day, maybe CM Punk will come back. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be on this show, but you never know. Throw that out there. Any other returns? I think backstage is the closest we got. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we see him in a ring again, I really think it's an AEW. I think they figure out a way to, to, to do something interesting with him, even if it's really short-term. That's just, that's just my mindset. But um, but that being said, who do you think... It's going to be like a Pepsi on stick. <laughs> They're going to lure him in like a fishing lure with Pepsi. Yeah. And that's how they'll get him in. They'll yes, him. a Pepsi can full of money. <laughs> um, and full, full of money and good creative ideas. Um so yeah, I'll. As far as returns though, Brad, outside of CM Punk, who who do you think we might see come back to the WWE, similar to what we saw with you know MVP last year, someone who comes back uh, that we haven't seen in a while in the WWE ring. Somebody I think we're gonna see is Rob Van Dam. I've heard a lot of you know he can't pass the WWE physical. He's not in great shape. That's fine. I think they could get him to pass a physical enough to do an in and out spot. They've got that icon show coming up that he's going to be featured on an episode of. So it just sort of makes good sense that he would be back. You would want him involved. Bad Tiger is calling out my next pick of Carlito, I think, to make an appearance. Uh, I don't know how long term he would stay. 
But uh, I think those are the two sort of like legends, quote unquote, that I could see coming back. But uh, as for actual returns, it will be long term permanent staying. I think we're going to see Andrade return. This would be a great place for him to come back. Uh, I think Braun Strowman's going to make his return from uh, injury. And also Alistair Black, I'm hoping, comes back. I'm a giant Alistair Black fan. And uh, the last one I could see coming back, and I don't know what his timeline is, but I think Jimmy Uso could come back and sort of play into the uh, Tribal Chiefs story. Those are all really, really good predictions. Personally, I'd like to see Carlito the most just because, like, you know, I was a fan throughout all those days, and he's, like, one of the very few guys who, like, we just haven't seen outside of, I know he like inducted his dad into the, um, into the hall of fame and all that stuff. But like, we haven't seen him on really on WWE TV in like a decade or whatever at this point, like it would, and he was supposed to be on uh, legends night, or at least he was advertised for legends night. And that was like the big thing online was like, wait a second, I tune in for Carlito and he wasn't even on the show. Um, so I think those are all really, really, really good predictions. I don't really know as far as... I don't know if there's anyone else I can mention that I can really think of. I think Robin Nam's a great choice because, you know, he's not with Impact Wrestling anymore. And, you know, as far as passing a WWE physical, I don't think, like... I don't think, like, the weed issue is, is anything for Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Like, but he is getting up there in age and stuff. But he was still wrestling in TNA or Impact Wrestling when he left. Um, so I think he can still pull that off. I, I think the WWE probably looks the other way when it comes to like drug testing, if they're going to be there for one night for the Royal Rumble or something. Um, but I, but I could see Rob Van Dam potentially being there similar to MVP. Like you were saying, like maybe he is like, maybe he is the one who sticks around like we saw with MVP last year. Um, and he's not the only one, by the way. I mean, years ago, we can go back to like when Goldust and Mr. Perfect and all those guys, you know, came back and then we started seeing them week after week. Um, on Raw and SmackDown and stuff, and yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I can think of that we haven't seen in a while. Someone said Kane in there. That's always a possibility. If he's free, I, I could see that. Um, I really don't know. I think that the, uh, Demick's going to keep Kane back, uh, with his municipal government responsibilities. I mean, there's a lot. Being a former reporter myself uh, and seeing how governments work, even in not tense situations like the COVID-19 crisis, uh, you know, they're going to be running pretty hard on that. So I think Kane is going to be wearing his mayor's suit for a while. That's probably a good call. I think I think you're probably right about that. Jesse says Samoa Joe. That'd be a good return. Uh, he's been on commentary, obviously. Right over. There you go. He's the man. Um, Eric Rowan coming. See Samoa. Sorry, I missed that, Brad. What'd you say? I would love to see Samoa Joe back in the ring. I just uh, hope they're not putting him in that category of being accident prone. Yeah, and injury. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could see Eric Rowan. I mean, that's a good idea by throwback. Him coming in with like a Brody Lee T-shirt on and and mowing down some people. I, that'd be really cool to watch. Um, I mean, this is a really random one and this is one I don't necessarily want to see, but like, um, I don't know if, 
I don't know if Aaron Stevens, a.k.a. Damian Sandow, is, like, even still wrestling at the moment, but, like, I could see the, him coming in and doing something with The Miz real quick or something. I mean, I'm just trying to think of people who are, like, around that are still... Someone said Lars Sullivan, Jackson. I don't... I, I think they may have given up on him at this point. I don't know what's going on with Lars Sullivan. Um, so, yeah. He's he's a... Cre- <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just straight creep at this point, so who knows? You know what I'd love to see? Just because I know he's active and he's probably available and, like, why not? Outside of... I know he's had some health issues, but he seems to be doing all right. I'd love to see Scott, you know, Scott Steiner come out there, throw a couple people around and get eliminated. Like, why not? You know, give give me a couple legends. I agree. Yeah. Give me a couple legends in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's bound to be a few that can come out, do a few spots and moves, and just go from there. Uh, you know, that's the problem, though. With, with COVID and everything limiting how many people can be around, the amount of testing, I... It just makes the Royal Rumble even that much more unpredictable of who can come out. One, Alex Riley from Throwback, A. <laughs> Ry, um, AJ Lee. I mean, these are all good. These are all good guesses. I don't think we'll see AJ unless like something goes on with Punk, um, or Punk gets on like better terms. It's so weird because Punk's obviously on good terms with Fox, but I still think he's not on great terms with like the upper management, like in the WWE. So kind of an odd scenario there. And then, then AJ is just going to kind of trickle into that by, you know, being his wife and everything. Um, well, speaking of unpredictability, Brad, the, the last thing, who do you think before we make our predictions, who do you think we could potentially see make their debut or like a, you know, some sort of big time free agent that might pop up in the rumble this year. All right. Now these are all just my absolute fantasy situations that I would love to see these guys pop up. I'm going to actually start uh, with the big one that everybody's saying. I think that uh, Jay White could be a good possibility. Uh, A lot of people have been throwing his name around out there. Personally, I think he's not done in New Japan. So I I really don't think Jay White's going to be showing up, but I'd like to see him there. Uh, I also would love to see Davey Boy Smith Jr. come back. I think he would be fantastic in the Rumble. Uh, great way to reintroduce him. I keep going back to this Icons show, but they're doing one on his dad. It'd be a great thing to have him there just, just for even that part. Uh, you know, another guy who sort of has a little bit of question marks around him, he was released from Ring of Honor, Marty. is Marty Skrull. I really don't think AEW is going to pick him up because they kind of shy away from people that have any kind of uh, sort of cloud hanging over them, uh, like how they let Jimmy Havoc go. And uh, I'm not sure if he re-signed with uh, Ring of Honor, but if he's free, I would love to see Dalton Castle come do his thing. Those are all interesting. Um yeah, I think the Marty one's still kind of a long shot for the reasons you were saying. Like, I don't know if they want to... Him leaving Ring of Honor the way that he did recently, It's there's a lot of question marks, like you said. I, I just don't know um, what his future's going to be. Um, but, like, Jay White, man, if Jay White's actually available, uh, if, if he's really a free agent, like, he's kind of, you know, how kind of how they're playing it. I don't know if it's a... I, I feel like it's a storyline, mm-hmm. but if it isn't... Um, that would be humongous. Dalton Castle, I think, would be a good choice because 
I'm not the biggest Dalton Castle fan, but I think he'd fit in really, really well in the WWE with the way that his character is and the way very flamboyant. You know, he, he I think he could get over in the WWE. Like, I, I think the writers would be able to write for him if that makes sense, or he'd be able to turn something uh, better than 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 what they would write into something better. Um, I think these are all really good. Absolutely. Yeah, the, I think these are all really and good. I think Dalton Castle's. Dalton Castle's at that point in his career where, you know, he's not in the greatest shape. His back, he's been fighting back injuries right along. I see him come in, have a year or two run, uh, you know, with WWE. And then he could actually, if he really wanted to settle into a uh, coaching spot, I think down at the Performance Center, he'd be a great character coach. Just the way he has built his character up, the way he carries himself and I just think he has so much that he could offer this industry as a whole. I'd love to see him offer it at that level. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and I think the most likely choice of yours is Davey Boy Smith Jr. I think we, there is a really good chance we see him in the WWE again, especially like you said, that Icon series. Looks like he's going to be all over the uh, the British Bulldog episode. From what I understand, I think he is a free agent. Like I don't think he's with MLW anymore at the moment, or at least contractually he isn't. So I think I think it's all very possible that we do see him. Yeah, I think I think he'd be a great addition. I mean, he's a big body guy, like obviously like uh, good old Vinny Mac likes. So you know, I just think that the sky's the limit if they get Davy Boy Smith Jr. back in. Now he's had his chance to go out, make a name for himself figure out who he is and go from there. Yeah, I like all that. Um, I'll throw out a couple that I think are probably long shots, but people I'd like to see. Um, the top one that comes to mind right now is Ethan Page, like because I think he will head to the WWE. Um, I, I think, I mean, a lot of his buddies are in AEW, so I think it's going to be a really, really hard choice if he does decide to go to WWE. But similar to someone like Dalton Castle, I think Ethan Page could be given... A really really bad story but he is so charismatic he will he will be able to make it work no matter what how bad they try to screw him up um even if he's doing like the karate man stuff and all that like there's i, I think i think ethan page is, is really really good for the wwe system and i could see him going there soon if he isn't already signed um a guy out on the indies that i think is a shoe in anywhere whether it's aw wwe anywhere else uh, i really want to see mance warner on mainstream tv um, I think that he really, uh, he just got a unique look, character, gimmick, the whole the whole package. He can wrestle, but he's also crazy enough to do, you know, death matches. Not that he need to do that in the WWE, but he'll, he'll literally do any kind of wrestling match that, that you want to do. Um, so I, I would love to see someone like him. Um, so like Ethan Page, Mance Warner, um, trying to think of like anyone else currently out on the indies, free agent that I think is like a real chance with, like, a big enough name, because that's part of it, too. I don't think they'd put, like... Like, I'd love to see Warhorse, for instance. I just don't think the WWE, like, would put him on TV in the Royal Rumble, because I just don't think enough people know who he is at this point. Whereas Ethan Page, if you've, if you've been watching Impact Wrestling, you'd know Ethan Page immediately. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of really good ones. I know that... uh Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, the work horsemen, it looks like they're, uh, they could potentially be heading to the WWE soon, and I don't think that they'd be in the Rumble, but it'd be really cool to see those guys, so there, there's, a there's some really, really good, I mean, the Indies are so stacked right now, but I'm just trying to think, like, name value-wise, 
similar to Ty. Like, I think Ty Valkyrie could show up in the Women's Royal Rumble for the same reasons I think we could see Ethan Page in the in the Men's Royal Rumble. Sure. You know, they at least have that that pre, that um that exposure um through Impact Wrestling to where I think they might do something like that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really really good uh, people are saying big cast in the chat. I mean, I don't know what big yeah I see that I don't know what his current like situation is, but I mean. If he's in good shape, I, why not? I mean, I don't know. I, I could see them, him and Enzo. I don't know. <laughs> he's been having seizures, from what I understand. That he he has a seizure disorder. You know what? So I, uh, I heard he's had a couple seizures on the Indies, and uh, as somebody who personally battles that and is battling that, seizures are nothing to mess with. So if it, if you're big cast, uh, you sit down and watch this one. Yeah, you're you're definitely right about that. I completely forgot that he was dealing with any kind of issues like that. I, I definitely don't want anyone risking their as much as much as I'm uh, beating the drum in in Stoke yeah. to see Sting wrestle in AEW. I it's very it's very contradictory for me to say I want people's well being first, but like I'm over here like I can't wait to see Sting and Darby in a match. Like I can't wait for it. Um, <laughs> uh, Rich Swan, that's not going to happen. He's the Impact World Champion. But uh, but Rich Swan is doing like the best work of his career right now, in my opinion. Really, really good stuff. All right, Brad, this is it. Uh, Jonathan Brady did bring one really great question up. Uh, who do you think is going to have the most eliminations? Ooh, ooh. I mean, I guess like the most obvious pick would be like a Braun Strowman, maybe. Um. Who holds the record right now? Is it Braun? Did he beat Roman's record at some point? Um, I believe... Uh, did Brock beat it last year? I mean, he was knocking people out left and right. Yeah, me. I can't remember. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Because it was Kane for, like, the longest time after, like, the 2001 or 2002 Rumble. The one the one where there was, like, the hardcore match and, the, and Drew Carey came out and all that. I remember Kane, like, set the record on that one. And then years later, Roman Reigns broke it when he was still with the Shield. And then, uh, throwback yeah. saying Braun, I th- yeah, I think Braun beat it. Um, I think he holds it. Oh, Brock tied it, Big Tiger says. Okay. okay. So that would all make sense. Isaiah Swerve Scott, uh, as a as a NXT call-up, I love that. I think Swerve's super talented, and he's kind of in a no-man's land right now of like 205 Live and NXT. Like I'd, I'd like to really see... Uh, to see Swerve in, in the WWE. I think that's a good one, too. Gilbert. <laughs> we saw him recently, though. Um, Brad, who do you think wins? Who do you think actually wins this match? Who wins the Men's Royal Rumble and goes on to challenge for either the WWE or Universal Championship, or I guess technically NXT Championship, because we saw with Rhea last year um, in, in Charlotte? I am going with a... I'm going with potentially a very obvious choice. A lot of people favor this man, but uh, I am going with Daniel Bryan. I feel like this is his swan song. I really, really feel like this is one thing he needs to do, and I would love to see Daniel Bryan take it. Yeah, you know, I think that's what I'm going to go with, too. Like, there are a lot of scenarios that make sense. Um, I don't want to see Jinder Mahal win, but like I said earlier, him and Drew McIntyre, like I could see the WWE doing a story like that where they do the whole backstory with the three-man band and they can even get Heath involved because I don't think, well, Heath, I, I think he is signed to Impact, but he hasn't been on TV in a minute, so I'm not 100% yeah. sure. I think he's hurt at the moment, but 
Um, you have that. You have that uh, story. You have Daniel Bryan, which I think would be the best choice, um, especially because I think Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns is the best match you could put together for WrestleMania. If they give those guys like a half hour or something to go out there and just tear the house down. Um, Matt from Wrestle Rumble, me and him were texting a little bit before, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, "Man, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, that would just be just a fire match at WrestleMania." And I totally agree with him on that. Um, there's people in the chat saying, oh, miss dude, I would, this also sounds very backwards, but like if I was the WWE, I put the WWE championship on Omis as fast as humanly possible because I don't care if the guy can even wrestle, to be honest, yeah. I, I, I really don't care because, and here's the thing. I can already tell he moves because people make like the great colleague comparison and all that. You can already tell he moves better than the great colleague does. And he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Yeah. I've... When I got into pro wrestling, around like 1994-ish, I'll, I'll never forget the Giant in WCW making his debut and beating Hulk Hogan for the WCW world title. And in that one match, especially as a kid, I was like, oh my God, like there's a dude who can beat Hulk Hogan in his first match. Like this has to be the most unstoppable, like no who's going to ever beat this guy. And it and it just jump-started the, the career of the big show to the point where, I mean, he's he's still around to this day. Um, the, 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 the thing that I think Absolutely. they have, you know, and I think the thing they have with Omis, once again, even if he's not good at wrestling, I know that sounds very ass backwards to say, cause I'm a huge fan of wrestling and I want the best wrestlers to hold the titles. But at the same time, it's like, you have an opportunity with this guy. The ratings are as low as they've ever been on Monday nights. And you have an opportunity mm-hmm. to market this guy, put this dude on the screen in a commercial as like. This guy won his title, won the title in his first match. Tune in to see who could possibly stop this guy. And just on one glance, you look at that guy and you're like, holy shit, like, I don't, who could beat that guy? That guy's humongous. And if he can move even I mean, a little go bit. all in. Yeah, and when the thing is too, Brad, it's like, I think they paired him with AJ for a reason. Because at some point, that's going to be the diesel Shawn Michaels feud, right? It's like, that's the... You, there is not a better person in the world who can make Omis look incredible than AJ Styles. So, Absolutely. so I could see AJ maybe winning, winning the Rumble, maybe winning the title, and then him and Omis for the title at some point because uh, AJ is just going to bump around like a madman for Omis and make him look like a thousand bucks. Absolutely. I, you know, I think that's a dark horse, but I want to throw that out there too. I would really like to see Omis get a big push. If he, I'll say this: if Omis is in the Royal Rumble, he should win the whole thing. I mean, that guy is ginormous. So I don't know how. What do you? Absolutely. How do you feel about that, Brad? I, I think that he would be a good run. I would like to see that actually build up to a story of almost first match being AJ at Mania. Yeah. I don't want to see him take the whole thing. I'd like to see him maybe knock AJ out and then, you know, AJ come back in and basically help throw him out. And then that's what sets up the rift and they build it from there. I think that would be an awesome story. Uh, you know, it seems a little too obvious to do it that way, but you know, it's, it's diesel Sean all over. I mean, what if this is also a long shot scenario, but like, what if Goldberg wins the title and we had Goldberg versus Omis? Kind of how we had Goldberg versus uh, Braun last year. Like, I'm, once again, these are just, these are very yeah. far-fetched, long-shot scenarios. But, like, you know, it isn't that crazy to think if they do it with Braun Strowman, they do it with Omis. Like, I mean, Braun's been around longer and he has more experience. Sure. But, like, dude, for all I know, Omis can do a moose all off the top rope. We, we have no idea what the guy's capable of. Um, 
Jesse yeah. also mentions Omus winning would bring justice to Raw Underground. I agree a thousand percent. I I was so salty when they so so being being a gigantic MMA fan, I thought Raw Underground was like the corniest shit ever. But it really was. But but the way they just pulled the plug on it pissed me off. I was like, why would you even be building this this amount of time? And I get like the COVID restrictions and stuff like might have messed it up at some point, but it's like to not even it's like this was like a big part of the show for that was like advertised all night. And then it just disappeared. And it, it, it all disappeared after Braun Strowman came in and laid out Dabakato. It's like you, you built Dabakato as like like the head like the head guy to beat in Raw Underground. And then Strowman comes in and just knocks him the hell out. And then it's just over. It's like, what the fuck was the point yeah, of all one this? Shot. <laughs> yeah, one shot. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a train wreck that was just not an entertaining train wreck. I mean, it was there is the best way to say it. So... And as Jesse points out, the sexy dancers were gone after one sexist week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. If anyone, if any of y'all want to check it out, uh, the day that Ronda Ground was officially canceled, I uh, uh, up on Twitter I posted. It's like a two minute video, give or take. It's the uh, it's to if you remember when Ric Flair retired and they used that song, um, uh, "Leave the Memories Alone." Uh, and I use that in, like, it's a Raw Underground montage with the Ric Flair retirement song in the background. And if y'all want to check that out, I would highly recommend it. Because I think I did a good job of, like, paying legitimate tribute to the memory of Raw Underground, but also making it totally clear that it was a really bad idea from the beginning. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, it was... It was just, oof. it was a clown shoe of a segment. <laughs> clown shoes. I like that. I mean, that's all it was. A big old clown shoe. <laughs> um, well, guys, that'll do it for the prediction. I'm, for the record, I'm going to go Daniel Bryan as well as my, as my official prediction. I think there's going to be a lot of people going Daniel Bryan, but I think it's for the right reasons. Like who doesn't want to see him and him and, and they also have the story built in too of, you know, you're the one who took my push, you know, that I was supposed to get, you know, years ago. Like, everyone wanted me, and then they, they like, you were the one winning the Royal Rumble. And I had to beat Triple H and then beat Batista and Randy Orton all in one night to, you know, accomplish anything. And they, they handed you the keys to the kingdom instead of me. You know, like, they got a, they got a really yep. good story there. Um, I agree. Well, I've got some names here that Jesse was kind enough to message me while we were uh, while we were talking. So if y'all are in the chat right now, um, I have I have the five names, the people who are the most active in the chat that uh, Jesse has sent over to me today. Um, these all these people will be winning Wrestle Rumble entries. So you'll be hearing from either myself or Brad or Wrestle Rumble directly. Like, um, what, what do you want to do, Brad? Do you want to have people send you the email addresses and then uh, Wrestle Rumble will email the entries over? how you want to do it uh actually if you just uh message wrestle rumble on twitter if you have the twitter machine uh they are at wrestle rumble uh send them a direct message and they'll get you hooked right up perfect or even uh yeah we'll take it like that that'll be great perfect just go to the for the five names i'm about to read just go to at wrestle rumble on twitter 
and just uh, mention that uh, you got a free entry from uh, the Stephen and Brad podcast. I'll also make sure, I know Brad will be in the loop as well, and I'll make sure to uh, to message Matt over there too to let him know that he should expect some, uh, you know, some entries coming through. And then I'll have my list as well of, I have five other entries uh, that were outside of the podcast that I got to get to Matt as well. Um, so... For those of y'all who are in the chat right now, I hope you're all still here as I read these out. Because um, otherwise, I don't know how we're going to get these to you by uh, by Sunday. But hopefully, you're still here. Uh, if you're actually yeah, you e- easiest would be if you're still here. If I read your name, uh, just type here in the chat. H e r e. Just type that in the chat after I say your name. That way, I know that you have heard us communicate this to you. So first name, Black Tiger. You got a you got a free entry. I think you're still here. Just confirm it. Put here in the chat. Black Tiger. Throwback. You're getting a free entry. I see you're still here too. Just type here in the chat just so I know you heard that. Jonathan Brady. You want a free entry. Jonathan Brady. So let us know in the chat if you're still here. Um, Dylan's Wrestling. Uh, I don't know what it's called on here because I can't see it. But it's Dylan. Dylan, he's the man. He's always in here. Dylan. If you're still here, Dylan... If you're not, I can direct message Dylan. So I will make sure he knows. Well, actually, no, 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 sorry. Dylan, we can't. I'm sorry. Dylan, we've tried giving them to Dylan in the past, and he actually doesn't want his information out there. So we can't we can't use Dylan. I totally forgot about that. Um, so we have Black Tiger, Throwback, and Jonathan Brady. So I'm going to give you all a few minutes. I see Black Tiger's already said he's here. I can direct message Throwback. Um... Jonathan Brady. Uh, I got I got Jonathan Brady. Okay, perfect. I know Jonathan Brady. Okay, yeah. so Brad's got Jonathan Brady. Perfect. So we know at least three of them. And then uh, since we can't go, Dylan, you know I'd love to give you one. Um, if you want one, let me know. Uh, but it's just one of those things. He's very private about his personal information. I understand that. Um, but he just doesn't want to give that out. Um, so we still have two more to give away. I thought I had five names. It was actually four. So, uh, hey, who else is in the chat right now? If there's anyone still in the chat right now, names I didn't mention, uh, let me know. Let me and Brad know. We're going to hang out here for a couple minutes, and we got two more to give away. Basically, first come, first serve. And there's a little bit of a lag. And if you have any questions, let's keep this going, man. Yeah, if you got any questions, and yeah, especially, you know, um, any questions about the Royal Rumble or anything else, uh, whether it has to do with uh, AEW or... or Fighting or anything, whatever you want. If football, whatever. Uh, while we're while we're waiting here, uh, Jesse says, "Make sure you're old enough." Yeah, that's the only thing we have to ever worry about, I guess. But if not, give one to Corey. Oh yes, Corey Hummel. We'll give one to him. He's he's always in here and he always watches the replay if he's not here live. Um, I know he'll he'll really appreciate that. So yeah, I'll I'll make sure to get one to Corey. So that'll be the fourth one. And uh, we're still waiting on number five. What do we have? Is there any questions you have for me, Brad, or anything that you wanted to say before, uh, you know, while we're kind of waiting here? No, I just, uh, you know, wanted to let everybody know to check out the Worst Wrestling Podcast. Uh, if you basically want to hear all of my predictions I made today, just told to two different people, uh, go check out our latest episode. It is the Worst Wrestling Podcast. Wherever you find your podcast, uh, 
we are the one that is red and gold with a microphone in the center. There's the second worst wrestling podcast. So uh, we're battling for the worst. <laughs> uh, also, feel free to follow me at Pedersen Reports. And that is P-E-D-E-R-S-E-N Reports, just like you see down here. And uh, also be, be out there. Look out my friends uh, at Wrestle Rumble. Matt is a hell of a guy is a hell of a great thing and honestly he got us through so many of those super long 24-hour wrestlemania streaks that wwe had for a while by following around it was a lot of fun that is the man i've had the privilege of uh <clears throat> of meeting him once in <sighs> what state was it it was one of the wrestlemanias uh it was probably it was probably the one in new orleans oh no it's either new orleans or Orlando. I think it was Orlando, actually. Either way, um, I met him at the Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, gave him a ride back to his hotel. Like, the dude, like, it was so good to be able to meet him in person. Like, he's been so good to the show. Like, I'd say, I've been doing my podcast since, like, 2016, and he probably joined on as a sponsor of the show by, like, episode 10 or something. I mean, it's like, the guy, the, the support that they have shown, and, I mean, and it's so cool to be, to be associated with y'all because... Like the prizes are so awesome for like, and it makes the show so much more interesting, especially if like you're out of the loop on WWE or don't like the current product, you can still sit there and watch the pay-per-view and be like really invested in what's going on. Cause you got a shot at like a lot of cash and a lot of like really great prizes and title belts and everything. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, the things he, the belts he sends, they are legit. Uh, the first time I got one, it was the throwback intercontinental belt. I didn't realize what it was in the box. I picked up the box and thought, what the hell is this? It's super heavy. And they are legit, man. They're great. Yes. They're the real deal, like three, $400 replica belts. I mean, they're awesome. I got, I got mine, uh, on one of my shelves. You can't see from this view, but um, I am surrounded, similar to you, Brad, I'm surrounded by um, a very embarrassing amount of uh, Funko Pops and AEW Unrivaled figures and, you know, autograph 8x10s. And um, it's a very overwhelming uh, room if you don't know what I do for uh, for work and stuff. You, you can see this room, like, what what is going on with this guy? But I love it. And I, I can tell that you do, too. Yeah. Like you have a very similar setup. Yes, my wife basically let me have this room to myself, and uh, we're in the process of building a new house, so uh, I'm going to have another room where she's going to let me just sort of, you know, grow my mess of stuff, so uh, thank goodness she lets me have my own little hobbit hole. Ah, <laughs> uh, I gotcha. Very cool, though. Um Yes, I love it. Are you it. able to do Russ Rumble? Can you be 15 to enter? I legitimately don't know the answer to that question. Because uh, it looks like Big Tiger is fifteen. He'd be fifteen. Uh, I think I think it's eighteen. Uh, if you have a dad, like, or a mom, or a guardian, or something that like can fill it out for you, I don't see any problem with that, though, right? Like, if it's their parent doing it. No, no. I mean, that that would be, I guess, fine. So, but uh, that would be something if you have questions about it. Uh, contact Matt. It's WrestleRumble at gmail.com. Uh, he'll be able to answer any kind of those questions. Uh, he's the brains. I just make pretty pictures. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> and Jackson Alonzo, I see that you've been in the chat all stream. Um, if you want a free entry, 
just uh, let me know, like, just put your Twitter handle in the chat, and that will be, uh, that'll be one of our five right there, uh, Jackson Alonzo, if, if you want one, Jackson, uh, for being all active today. And I'll, I'll answer your question for you, too. Um, he says, Stephen, what do you think of Undertaker's comments saying that the current product is soft? Um, I, I, see, I, mean, I see a lot of people with a lot of opinions on all that stuff. Um, I watched the full Rogan Undertaker interview the day it came out. Um, I didn't think too much of what he said initially, to be honest. Um, it's not surprising. He's a guy from a, he's a guy from, you know, an older generation. I'm, once again, by the way, I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm, I don't think like any of it is necessarily right or wrong. It's just the way I look at it is like, he's a guy from an older generation. Um, when he was coming up in wrestling, which once again, this isn't right, by the way, like, like Hulk Hogan will talk about how, when he went to his first day of training, they literally broke his leg. Like that was what, like, that's how the business was back then. They broke, they broke his leg just to see if he'd come back and train when he got healed. Um, the guys that he was in the locker room with were carrying knives and guns and stuff. But you also have to keep in mind that like, that's when people thought wrestling was real. And like, you might actually get attacked by a fan after a show if you were a heel. So some of them carried like knives on them in case they got like actually attacked by fans. Um, now, as far as him calling the actual wrestling product, there's two ways I look at it, right? There's the one way I look at it where it's... I think that it's a way better scenario to be sitting in the back and playing video games than sitting in the back and taking pills and mixing it with alcohol and mixing it with cocaine and mixing it with steroids and doing all the stuff that those guys did in the locker rooms back when The Undertaker's talking about. I think video games is a much safer, healthier... Pro, more productive way of, of, of dealing with your time in, in the backstage in the WWE. I think that all of that is, it's just progression. I like that there's people playing video games versus potentially dying young because of substance abuse issues. Um, and also in the Undertaker's day, the most entertaining thing you can do is probably bring a pack of cards. Now you can bring your Xbox to the game and, or to the show and it's just better options. But I do agree. Absolutely. But I do agree with him on the product itself being soft. But that isn't necessarily because of the wrestlers. Like, it's... the When you watch Monday Night Raw, it's a PG show that is meant to appeal to 8-year-old girls and 50-year-old men and everyone in between. Like, they're trying to put out a gigantic net and get as many fans as they can of all ages. And by doing that, they have definitely nerfed the product. There definitely is not an edge to the product like there was back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, like... I, I agree that with the Undertaker that the product itself is much softer, but I disagree that like it would be better for the wrestlers themselves to be living the way that he lived back then. I think the video games and like the no drugs and all that stuff is obvious. I think that's good progression. If so, so it's like I'm on both sides. I think that backstage things have gotten way, way, way better, but on screen I think they look much more soft. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and I don't know how you feel about that, Brad. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing more hard hitting looking moves, but they're more acrobatic, more flippy, more, uh, you know, more basically what FTR was talking about. A lot more flips, no fists, but, uh, you know, it's not as believable of a style, you know, the no selling stuff. Uh, it's just not as believable. Uh, I think that's a big, big blow. So I can see why they say it's softer, because people are more worried about getting their stuff in, getting all their cool moves across. And 
not really about the actual action and the story and how it looks. So, yeah, there's there's a little bit of softness going on. And actually, uh, Goldberg said something very much along the same lines on After the Bell with Corey Graves and now Vic Joseph today that uh, everybody's so easily offended and they're softer. It's just not what it used to be. Uh, you know, it's it's no longer the boys club. And in a way, that's great because, uh, you know, the boys club could be pretty toxic for a, a lot of reasons. It's more inclusive. That's, you know, I, I preach in diversity and inclusion being something that is necessary if you want to move forward. But uh, as far as the being soft, yeah, there's a lot of softness going on. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from with what you're, I mean, I think we're like, we have the same exact mindset with this stuff. Um, because it's like, when it was the boys club, I liked, I liked the actual product more. Because like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't watch Real Housewives because that doesn't has nothing to do with anything I'm interested in. But like, if I watched Raw, now I'm kind of having to deal with like a Real Housewives element in like certain storylines or like certain people being pushed that like would have never been around in the attitude. Not necessarily because of who they are, what they look like, but like, you know, like there are a lot of stories that are very like that are storylines that are, that are clearly written for children versus like you know, Brian Pillman holding a gun up to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, there's a very, very big difference in what the yeah. show is. Um, and I think a byproduct of it is the inclusiveness because um, it's just one of these things. I love I love that it's inclusive. I think it's all a good step in the right direction, you know, ultimately with everything going on. Uh, but that is the trade-off of it is, like, part of the people that are new, newer to being fans of it, you know, they they don't have the same history of, of like fandom that we do and like they're watching a product that to them this is what wrestling has always been and this is what's great and like this is what they want to see um but it's one of those things where i just i just never wanted to get to a point where like because of the inclusiveness now i'm completely alienated from everything i liked about the show and now i don't want to watch anymore like i don't want it to be so you know i don't want it to be so inclusive that it squeezes me out of being a fan either you know Exactly. And let me clarify something. Jackson Alonzo in the chat said that he, you know, loves all the acrobatic moves and that Ricochet is amazing. Sure. I agree completely. Ricochet is a once in a lifetime talent. He has some great stuff, but, uh, you know, there are times where you can tell that they're told hit spot A, B, C, D, hit E. If you miss F, don't miss F. You can tell that it's just, so much memorization and just not as off the cuff as it should be. That takes the believability away from it. it. Let's put it this way. If I'm flat on my back on the mat and somebody the size of Ricochet does a, a you know, a moonsault, we'll just say off the top rope onto me. Yeah. That's going to put me down. I'm done. So, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from like the moves or their effectiveness. It's just, they're whipping so fast through it that they're not able to sell it. And I believe that that takes away from the product overall. That all totally makes sense. I mean, I'm sure you remember the days when Ricochet could do the double moonsault. Like that was like, that blew my tits off seeing the dude do a double moonsault. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Um, and I, I think some of them, like personally speaking, 
I like the in-ring style better now than I than what it used to be because I love the added athleticism. Um, I think guys like AJ Styles and and even guys like Amazing Red and stuff like they're like still underrated for like what they contributed to like the kind of what the what this where it's all headed. And then watch guys like Will Ospreay now, and I'm like just I'm just like this guy is so next level with what some of these guys can do. Adam Cole and the way that he carries himself and everything. There's I I love this next generation. But kind of like you said, it's like, um, blew my tits off. Yeah, <laughs> someone was making fun of that. You can't see it. It's, it's hidden in the chat. I, I'll try to try to show that. Um, sorry, hit this button real quick. Um, I can't remember where I heard that. Uh, where I heard that expression? Maybe it was like South Park or something, or uh, Always Sunny. But uh, but but I think that ultimately, it's 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 the stories and how we get to these matches and whether or not I care who wins or loses. Cause like a big thing with me, honestly, sure. Brad is like the devaluation. That's a word. Uh, the, how they devalued the title belts in the WWE. Like the one, the Roman Reigns holds currently, I think they have done a great job with that universal title with him holding it because it's like, who's going to beat this yeah. guy. And it's going to be a big deal when somebody finally beats him. But every other title in that company, I don't feel like I care who wins or loses. And that takes so much out of me as a fan. Whereas when I watch AEW, it's like, I am intrigued to see who winds up beating Kenny Omega. I am intrigued to see who winds up beating the Young Bucks. I am intrigued to see what happens with Darby Allen and that TNT title. Like, because they've done such a good job of making... It's similar to... Like, it's... in Like, Impact Wrestling has a similar problem to WWE. They hot potato their title so often that... There's great matches, but, like, when you have a new world champion every two or three months, it's hard to, like, really sink your teeth into it. And I think WWE needs to do a better job of, like, really building their title belts to be something I care about more, too. And I think that's part of it also for me. Exactly. And that it all goes back to the storytelling. You know, to me, a good story is what's lacking a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, it's... You know, not ironic at all that the biggest and best thing going right now is the Roman Reigns story because it is built around a legit story. And that, that will, I'll buy that every day of the week. You know, sell that to me because I am going to buy it all the time. Yes. Oh, Phil Mitchell in the chat. I'm sorry you don't like AEW. Jesse's in there deleting his messages. That's great. Oh, that's too funny. Um, Oh, Jackson Alonzo, I saw that oh, you boy. I saw that you put your Twitter. I just can't see I can't scroll up from where I'm sitting. I have it on like a screen. I've got corner. it. You got his Twitter? Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, I wrote it down. Perfect. See look at Brad over there. On the money. Hey man. So That's why they pay me the no bucks. <laughs> well what the hell, Matt? You gotta get your boy paid. Um <laughs> So it looks like what we'll do, we got so we got Big Tiger, we got throwback. We got Jonathan Brady, who you can reach out to. And then we've got Jackson yep. Alonzo, who you've got his info. Um, oh, sorry. Um, we don't know if Jackson, with Jackson's age. Here, here's the thing. We're going to, we'll get the entry sent out to the people we're able to send the entries out to. I, I just don't, the thing is, this isn't, I don't want to speak out of turn and you may be able to correct me on this, but like, this isn't gambling. Like, that's what kind of the big difference between this and, like, like actual sports betting is. Is, like, this is a, a game based on, like, just guessing, basically. Um, 
Whereas, like, if you were, like, 18, you couldn't gamble in, in any state. But, like, if you're 18, you can... Jack Alonzo's 23, he says. Uh, okay, perfect. Well, Jackson, you're good then. You're good then. Who was it then? Uh, there was someone else that may have been uh, 15 if we got in there. We will do our... I mean, we're not trying to get anyone in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, that's obviously... We're just trying to have fun and give away some free stuff for the Royal Rumble. Um... I just don't know how that works. Like, if they're, I, I never even considered an age cutoff for the, uh, for the uh, entries before. So, yeah, and we'll we'll get that sorted out. Yeah. Matt Matt knows this. Yeah, throwback. I'm right there with you. I am also old. Same, <laughs> same, man. I know the feeling. Um, well, let me uh, talk a little bit about our sponsors real quick before we get out of here. If there's anybody else um, that, you know, any last minute super chats or anything you want to throw our way, we'll make sure to address those after I uh, read about our sponsors. And if there's nothing there, then uh, we'll call it a day. But first of all, we've been talking about them all show. Another shout out, WrestleRumble.com. This weekend, uh, you know, Matt told me from WrestleRumble, you know, he told me a while back that the Royal Rumble is the reason they started Wrestle Rumble. Obviously, you can tell it kind of from the name, but this is like the biggest show of the year uh, for a lot of us. I know it's the most excited I get all year for the WWE. Um, I love WrestleMania season, but like the Royal Rumble kicking that off, it's, it's my favorite show of the year um, as far as the WWE is concerned. For $1, we are no jokes, no, no gimmicks, no tricks. $1, <laughs> somebody's going to win. A Macho Man Legacy Championship belt. Someone else is going to win an Undertaker 30th Anniversary belt. And someone else is going to win a Mystery belt. Or if you put in $3, you might win all three. Which would just be wild. And it's not out of the realm of possibility. There have been multiple multiple title... Uh, the only thing I'll let you know... Disclaimer. When, when all this stuff gets all taken care of and people can go to shows again... If you win any of these belts from WrestleRumble.com and you bring them with you to the show, so you show up to like a WWE event or an AEW event or wherever, wearing that belt, either over your shoulder or on your on your waist, it's 24-7 rules. Other fans can pin you or submit you for that title belt. So just be on, be on, be on close call, be, have your, be looking around. If you're going to display these title belts, be ready to defend them. I'm just saying. Um, I, I'm, I'm always looking for them, and I pack a steel chair. There you go. And you know who you really have to worry about, Brad? Is the guys walking What's around that? is the guys walking around with the uh, the replica money in the bank briefcases because those are the guys yeah. who will actually cash in and then try to fight you for your replica title at the event. So Hey, I bought a toy title in an NXT house show. I got rolled up four times before I even got <laughs> to my car. So I mean it can happen. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, be careful out there. These are the real deal. Um, people are willing to fight for these mm-hmm. things. Um, and then, of course, we have the actual Royal Rumble Pick'em Contest. Uh, for $10, you get one entry. For $20, you get three entries. For $30, you get five entries. First place is going to be $1,000 cash. It, it doesn't get any better than that. They will literally... And I say cash, they'll what PayPal the money, whatever they'll electronically send it to you. But a thousand dollars in your bank account, boom, for watching the Royal Rumble and making predictions at WrestleRumble.com. Second place is getting the replica 
NWO, the New World Order. In my opinion, the greatest wrestling faction of all time. You get the NWO belt. Looks just like when Hulk Hogan spray-painted that NWO right on top of that big gold title belt. Awesome stuff. Second place is getting that. Third place is getting the white-strapped... Is that the Winged Eagle Championship belt? I believe that's the Winged Eagle Championship belt. That is belt. the Winged Eagle. That is the, uh, the, the late 90s. I believe that was like the... That was the one right before they switched to the one that Austin started carrying after the smoking school, if I remember correctly. This was like the mid-90s to late-90s. The one that Shawn Michaels held, the boyhood dream. That was an HBK belt. Yes. So this belt, awesome stuff. And that's going to go to third place in the WrestleRumble.com WrestleRumble Pick'em Contest. So jump on there. Be a part of it. I cannot say enough good stuff. fourth place? Fourth place, I might just, you know, DM you or something and say, hey, sup. Yes. So, you know, you never know. Fourth place, <laughs> potential mystery prize from Brad Peterson. I keep calling you Peterson. Is Peterson? It's Peterson. It, it's fine, though. I, I'm called lots of things, so that's not a bad one. Yes. So I realized that, like, halfway through, I was like, I think I said Peterson, but Peterson. I'm just trying to get that right. It's like, people call me Stefan occasionally, and, like, it doesn't bother me because that's how my name's spelled, but it's like... It throws me off when I hear it. I'm like, Stefan. Oh, they're talking to me. Oh, no, Steven. (laughs) Um, And then we have uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles, another great sponsor of the show. If you are into action figures, any kind of pro wrestling memorabilia, DVDs, magazines, autographed 8x10s, um, you're into Funko Pops, you're into, I mean, I get a lot of my WWF Just Toys Bendems from Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are an awesome, awesome, awesome resource if you are a collector of things that have to do with professional wrestling. And I want to give a big congratulations to Music City Toys and Collectibles because not only have they been killing it throughout the entire pandemic, um, on their on their Facebook, their social media, all the, the they do contests and giveaways and raffles and stuff all through their social media. The, their, their online game this whole year has been incredible and be, because of how successful they have been during this pandemic, They've been able to accomplish the opposite of what a lot of us, unfortunately, have have had to deal with. And they just opened a physical location in Nashville, Tennessee, and East Nashville. So they are doing online, and they just opened a new store. So huge round of applause and congratulations to Music City Toys and Collectibles for, I mean, for being able to open a business during all of this. I mean, hats off to y'all. That is just super impressive. Congratulations. Yes. I mean, they've, they've, for a long time, they've been a, a well-established company, but this is like, this is one of these things. They, they recently changed their name um, from Heroes and Legends over to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They didn't know how the rebranding was going to go. Everyone stuck by their side, and there was such demand for their stuff. They needed a physical location in Nashville. So check it out. Jump on all their social media, Music City Toys and Collectibles, and as you can see, as I'm scrolling down, um, like right now, let's see when this is for. So they have a Royal Rumble raffle going on right now. Check that out. Um, they have, I mean, look at these kind of prizes and stuff they have. This is an OVW program from the year 2000 when Stone Cold Steve Austin showed up for a Christmas show. Um, they have virtual, virtual meet and greets and signings. They got Shelly Martinez coming up soon. Uh, 
wishing happy birthdays to their members. Just good people. This is, I mean, look at this. Ship, this is what their shipping days look Great. like. I mean, so jump on there and support them because they support us. Music City Toys and Collectibles. And last but never least, my brother Brian Jensen, always helping the show out. He is a co-owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, a gym in Atlanta, Georgia, head trainer of the LDBF Boxing for Parkinson's nonprofit foundation, as well as the YOPD Foundation. I do all their website work on the side, so I'm uh, loosely associated. They do really great stuff. And Brian can help you in any scenario, whether you are just looking to lose a little weight, get in better shape, you want to you know, know some self-defense. Uh, he corners amateur and professional boxers if you want to actually compete. And he is 100% certified in everything that has to do with any real like neurological issues. So like if you have Parkinson's or anything else going on where maybe you're losing some range of motion, uh, maybe some involuntary movements, whatever it is, he is 100% certified to help you through these problems too. Dexterity work, people don't know. Doing stuff like this a few times a day, just getting stuff triggered between your brain, your nerves, and, and your the rest of your body. He can help you with all that kind of stuff. Doesn't matter what your age is, doesn't matter what your gender is, doesn't even matter where you live. If you're in Atlanta, he'll he'll meet you in person. He has a gym, he'll meet you at your business, he will uh, meet you in a park, whatever it is, he will meet you. And if you can't be with him in person, he can help you anywhere in the world. He'll do a Zoom call, he'll do a Skype meeting, whatever it is, he will help you reach your goals. The best way to get in contact with him is to follow him on Instagram. It's at BoxingATL. B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L, shoot him a message, him along with the rest of our sponsors. If you tell any of them that Steven Jensen or Jesse Davin or Brad Patterson sent you their way, I promise you that you're going to get a really, really good deal from any of our sponsors on whatever you're looking to do. So support them because they support us. And like always, you can follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. That's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Um... I got, uh, you know, if you're into MMA, all things MMA, the YouTube channel, I edit a lot of their videos, should have another one going up sometime, probably tomorrow or the next day. Um, uh, UFC, it has to do with some UFC records. Um, so yeah, check that out at all things MMA. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Jesse's YouTube channel. Thumbs up ratings and, and five-star ratings and subscriptions and follows and all that stuff is always very much appreciated. Um, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, I will be doing that on Monday instead of Sunday this week because Fight Forever from GCW starts tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern, and I'll be watching that until 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. 24 hours of independent wrestling for free on YouTube. Um, And then Sunday is the Royal Rumble. Huge wrestling weekend, and I'll be recording my Fightful Weekender podcast on Monday so I can make sure to, you know, try to catch up and watch as much of that stuff as humanly possible um, over the weekend. So that's everything I got going on. Excellent. Brad, go ahead and uh, plug your um, plug your podcast and everything once again before we get out of here. And thank you so much for joining the show. My pleasure, and thank you for having me on. Uh, you can find me every Monday on the worst wrestling podcast for the red and gold with the microphone and the logo. Uh, you can also follow me online at, on the Twitter machine at Pedersen Reports, which you can see under my name right here, down there. And, uh, yeah, that's where all the good news is. Give me a chat. Follow my buddies at Wrestle Rumble. Get yourself involved. Do yourself a favor. Get an entry in. You cannot go wrong. 
Wrestle Rumble is the way to be. Worst wrestling podcast, and you know, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Yes, we very much thank Brad. I know Jesse's very appreciative. We have all the love in the world for Jesse. We hope that she has a very safe and healthy delivery. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be before like the middle of next week if like all the everything kind of goes, I guess, exactly as planned. Um, but you know, I'm thinking about her a lot, and I know all of us are, everyone in the chat, and all that stuff. And I do want to make a quick announcement because I did forget to mention this. And uh, Jackson Alonzo uh, with the uh, the chat that says sub to Steven's Twitch. So announcement time. And I'll talk more about this on Twitter uh, kind of going forward. You can absolutely still subscribe to my Twitch channel. It is Fight Talk underscore, just like the rest of my social media. Um, if you do that, it's much appreciated. Uh, the money I make on that just goes into getting you know, better microphones, better cameras. It all gets redistributed right into, you know, the merchandise, whatamaneuver.net, all that stuff. It always just gets re-put right back into the podcast and the other stuff that I do. But I will be on, at least for the foreseeable future, every Tuesday, I'll be doing a live watch-along of Impact Wrestling on the Fightful Twitch channel. They recently launched their, their own Twitch. I was on there with Jeremy Lambert and... Joel Pearl on Tuesday and me and Joel talked afterwards and it sounds like uh, I'm going to be doing it every Tuesday uh, until I hear differently. So uh, if y'all like Impact Wrestling, it's a show that I talk about every weekend on The Weekender. We're going to be watching it live on Twitch every Tuesday now on the Fightful Twitch channel. So make sure to give them a subscription or a, you know a follow is totally free and uh, show us some love over there at Fightful.com because they... Uh, They've been really, really good to me, and uh, I want to get as many people over there as possible as well. So I had that little announcement there at the end. Thank you all so much for watching, and thank you again, Brad, for joining me. And this might might not be the last time you all see Brad. Like, we got a couple other uh, people potentially coming on uh, in in Jesse's uh, maternity leave, but Brad is on the short list now of when I'm looking for somebody – you might be seeing Brad, you know, and even even when Jesse comes back, we're always looking for more people to maybe do a third every now and then or a replacement every now and then. So Brad is now on the short list of people that you might see on this channel a little more often. So beautiful. Thank you. It was great. And uh, excellent. Anytime you need me. Well, I appreciate that, man. You were you were for what it's worth. You were very, very, very highly recommended by Matt. That's how I found out about you and got linked up with you. Thank you so much. Um, and he, I uh, to pull back the curtain. I literally, I messaged him one day and I said, "Hey, man, it's been a while since you came on my podcast. You want to do Royal Rumble predictions?" He said, "Man, I don't know if I'm the best person for that, but I know who is the best person. His name is Brad Pedersen. Hit him up." And I was like, "You know what? If you if you're gonna endorse this guy, I'm gonna have him on the show." So. Brad, you came on, highly recommended, and you knocked out of the park, man. It was it was great to have you on. So, thank you. Thank you very much. 